0: In the Word on the Go is brought to you by New Growth Press, the publisher helping every person grow closer to Christ. Every couple knows they need to talk to each other, and every couple knows they could do it better. This is why I hope you'll grab a copy of With These Words by Rob Flood. By exploring the hows and whys of communication, this book gives readers five communication tools that work not only for marriage, but for every relationship. Find your next read to encourage you in your faith and learn more about new releases at newgrowthpress.com. And today I get to welcome Hannah Anderson. Hannah lives in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia, where she serves alongside her husband. She also cares for their three children and works to find time to write. She's written for a variety of Christian publications and is the author of Made for More, an invitation to live in God's image, humble roots, how humility grounds and nourishes your soul. And most recently, all that's good, recovering the lost art of discernment. You can connect with her at her blog, sometimesalight.com, and on social media. Hannah, it's great to have you on the podcast.
1: Oh, I am honored to be here.
0: Well, I'm so glad to have you. What passage do you have for us today?
1: Well, today's verse is right at the beginning. It's right at the beginning of Scripture in Genesis 1. It's Genesis 1, verses 27 through 28. So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. Rule the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky and every creature that crawls on the earth
0: wow, there is so much here. It's like God packs it all at the beginning and then spends the rest of the Bible unpacking details of it for us to uh, fully understand more of what he's saying. So where do you want to go with these verses today, Hannah?
1: Well, I want to share first why this set of verses is so significant to me, because it could seem like kind of an unusual verse. It doesn't initially strike you in in your your heart or your, your sense of your daily walk. And so it could seem a little obscure. Um, but for me, it came at a very important um, season of life where I was really asking a lot of questions about what is my purpose? What is my calling in this life? What should I be doing with my time? Um, what is my vocation? What is my identity? Mm. Um, and for me at that time, I was um, a young mother and I was busy with children and I was was um, trying to be a good wife to my husband. And that was all very good, but I felt like there were some questions that I didn't have answers to. And so part of what God did for me in uh, searching the scripture was to just start at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And so I went to the beginning and I thought, well, the answers are here. And very soon through that process, I landed on this set of verses and I realized that what the scripture was laying out in this very first chapter of Genesis is the call to image bearing. Mm-hmm. It is the call to reflect um, the nature of God, to, to represent him on this earth as those who are made, not just um equally to each other, as some would use this verse to say, Mm -hmm. but that we are made with a purpose Hmm. and the purpose and the calling on our life is to, to be those who would bear his likeness in this earth.
0: Okay. So let's just dive in right there. So what does that mean that we bear or carry or display Mm -hmm. the image of God on earth?
1: Right, because it can be hard to see if you're not familiar with the constructs of this passage. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that we miss this is we're not as familiar with the language of image. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might think of a reflection or an image in a mirror, and, and it is that. It is kind of this reflection of God's nature. Mm-hmm. But more than that, it's the idea of what a sovereign would do or a king would do who had a great empire. And there would be representations of him throughout the empire to show his power and reign and authority. Um, we see the same kind of language in the gospel, in Christ's teaching, when he's, the religious leaders are tempting him about whether they should pay taxes to Caesar. And he says, well, bring me a coin whose image is on it. Right. And Caesar's image is on it. And so the understanding is Caesar reigns over this place. But then Christ says something equally fascinating, and he says, render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's, but render unto God the things that are God's. And suddenly you have to ask yourself the question, well, coins bear the image of Caesar, who bears the image of God? And that is human beings. We bear the image and the likeness of God. And so we render our lives back to him as representatives of our sovereign Lord who rules over his creation and we are reflections and representations of his nature and character. And, and the calling of our life then mm-hmm. is to be made into his likeness, to show forth his glory and to show forth what he is like in this earth.
0: So he's the authority over this world and he has put us on this earth to represent and reflect him to others how do we do that by the way that we interact with each other and by the way we interact with the world that he's made?
1: Right, because again, this could seem very detached from everyday life, but at its root, to be called to fulfill this calling as an image bearer means to do the things and to act in the ways that God would act and so this actually drives us back to an understanding of his character what is God like what does he do and we know that our God is truth we know that our God is just we know that our God is merciful we know that our God is loving and so these become the kind of um, characteristics that should be um, emerging from our growing up into the image and the likeness of our God but you know as well as I do, that there's also another part of the story, that that we are fallen. And in our sinfulness, our trajectory is to be not like God, to, to act in ways that go against his nature and his character. And so that's why the beauty of the gospel story, and what's so beautiful about understanding the gospel in light of these verses in Genesis, is that Christ the second Adam who perfectly bears the image and likeness of God mm. comes in our behalf, fulfills all of our righteousness, all the things that we could not do and restores us. And slowly through the process of sanctification is making us to bear the true image of our creator God. Mm. And so what we're talking about is growth in the ways that we show forth his glory of his truth, the glory of his justice, the glory of his kindness and his mercy. And in very practical ways, that means we are relating to each other the way Christ relates to us, Hmm. that we would extend ourselves in our actions, in our words, in even our thoughts of other people in the way that God himself would, and more specifically how Christ did and does um, in his human life.
0: So what's a good question that a family could discuss amongst themselves from this verse when this podcast is over?
1: Well, I think one of the things that we discuss as a family when I talk to my children about what it means to be people made in the image of God Mm -hmm. also extends to the idea that we've been given responsibility for the earth. We've been given responsibility to reflect the character and the nature of God, but we've also been given a stewardship. The verses talk about reigning to um, subdue the earth, to exercise dominion over it. Mm. And so we ask each other, and I ask my children, what part of the earth have you been given to reign over? Mm. What part of the earth are you exercising stewardship over? And (laughs) I know this may be self-serving, but sometimes I say, your room... Is the part of the earth that you've been given stewardship over? I like it. Your homework, your schoolwork. This is part of the earth that you have been given to reign over as a person who reflects the nature of God. And it's not just in your interpersonal relationships. It's also how are you stewarding the task and the work as a person who reflects the nature of God in your work as well. So so we try to bring it down really close to... Mm -hmm. What would it mean for us to act the way God would act, even if it's just over our room or the dishes or the housework? Because all of those things fall under the call to rule and reign over the earth as those who bear um, the nature of God.
0: Well, that's so good. Hannah, once again, it's been great having you on the podcast. Thank you for sharing about Genesis chapter one, verses 27 and 28. Would you just take a moment and pray these verses for all of us?
1: Heavenly Father, we can only come to you with humble hearts and grateful hearts that you would, in your kindness, call us into your life and the glory of who you are, that you would make a way for us through your Son to be restored to what you have called us to as your image bearers, that in Christ um, we are made alive again and we are made like him in his grace and justice and truth in all the ways that we are called to reflect your nature. We pray for forgiveness when we fail, when we are not as you have made us and called us to be. Thank you for the glory that you shine throughout all of your creation and that you have bestowed upon those who bear your image. And we ask this in your son's name. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. This episode is brought to you by New Growth Press, which aims to bring gospel-centered resources to every church and home. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.